to power tools for parents. Parenting is tough and often we feel like we don't have the right tool for the job. Listen in as all three of Legacy Christian Academy counselors discuss important parenting topics and give you effective tools for your parenting toolbox. Welcome to Power Tools for Parents. We are so glad you joined us again, episode two of this new school year. And I am Jenna Snyder, the Director of Guidance Counseling here at Legacy. Um, I'll briefly introduce my um, partners in crime here so you can get to know our voices if you're new tuning, tuning in. So, uh, Lana, tell us something. Uh, I'm Lana Sneer and counselor at the middle school for Legacy. Yes, and Lana lost her coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> my coffee, so I'm feeling a little stressed. Tragic. It's a bad day. She put out an all-points bulletin, no kidding, on the email. It's a serious deal. And then Kristen, uh, tell us Yes, something. ELC and lower school counselor. So grateful to be with my friends podcasting this morning. Yeah. We love it. It's very much a highlight of our, of our jobs, yes. I would say. All right, so... Today, we are going to talk about a subject that we see a whole, whole, whole lot. In fact, mm-hmm. um, I was seeing it right before we started this podcast, and we had to start late because I had I had a little group in here um, talking about this, but that that is the subject of stress and anxiety. So in reality, we'll just start by saying stress and anxiety are um, really two different things. Mm-hmm. They're related, but um, different. So stress just to kind of give lay that difference out, stress is a response to an external cause. So it's a situational thing. You're stressed about something. It's a normal response. But once that situation has subsided and resolved, then then the stress, then you're relieved of the stress. Anxiety, on the other hand, is more internal, whereas stress is external. Anxiety is internal and it's a persistent feeling. Um of an apprehension or a dread um, when the situations really are not actually threatening. So if stress, sometimes we talk about this with the kids, um, and Lana, I know you're going to talk about this too, but it's it's like an internal alarm. So I, we talk about the smoke alarm in your house, and mm-hmm. the smoke alarm goes off for a reason, uh, but sometimes it's overkill. So if you're burning a piece of toast, you don't really need that loud smoke alarm for Mm-hmm. three hours on end that you end up, you know, I don't know what you all do, but just like <laughs> smashing the, you know, mm-hmm. we've done all kinds of things. Um, and, and that's really what anxiety is like. It's, it's not a, a normal or healthy reaction to the concern. It's an overreaction and it can escalate into an actual anxiety disorder. So um, that's a brief explanation of the difference. Uh, Lana, talk a little bit more about the difference and and what stress may look like versus anxiety. Well, I think, you know, sometimes they, we see them kind of building on each other a little bit as well. I mean, I think we have normal stress and we all experience that. And then if that goes unmonitored and unmanaged, then we do see that that can often escalate into uh, more anxiety and then more possibly anxiety attack or or a panic attack. But I said, you know, 
a lot of times I think we forget to help our kids understand that part of what they are experiencing is normal. Yeah. Uh, there's a normalness to, I mean, I always say, you know what, we've got to learn to embrace it even because it is a God-given part of who we are. And I, I love you use the uh, fire alarm. I often with kids use the uh, car alarm, mm. uh, that that's alarm system. It's on our new cars, like my husband's car. It covers the whole vehicle. If somebody walks too close, it goes off. If he right. backs up near something, it goes off. And we need to learn to embrace that that's like, wow, that's helpful. It, it's, you know, God's way of saying, you know what, be alert, be alert. It's not his way to scare us or frighten us or say something is wrong. It is designed to say, be alert, be on the lookout. Something is coming near, something unusual is around, but it doesn't mean danger. Right. And I think that we haven't trained our kids well enough to recognize the difference between stress and anxiety and also to know that it is healthy and normal yes and and it actually is you know it's a god-given part of who we are to help us navigate you know new situations absolutely and can really even be a motivator for action well it is because yeah. if you think about it like your car you know i mean if, you, if you're backing up and then it goes off then you're like oh i need to stop look around be alert and you know i love i, I tell the kids all the time if if you you know do you know what's happening in your body yeah when mm-hmm. you're experiencing these emotions and we talk about you know well my heart's racing. Yes. And, and the, but that's scary. Okay. Wait a minute. Is that scary? It's increasing pace because it's getting more blood flow to your extremities exactly. so that if you have to walk away or run away or you know, do something different, your muscles are now ready. It's increasing the blood flow to your brain. So if you need to be more alert yes. for your test and thinking, yes. and then I love this. I did not know this until a few years ago. Our eyes dilate when we're stressed um, or anxious, and that's God's way of saying, I need you to be able to see more clearly. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, I want them to know that, yes, things are happening in your body, but they're they're all good things to help you, you know, deal with what is in front of you. Yeah, and so make friends with that feeling. Embrace and it. See it as, Embrace it. Yes. As it's a, a tool. As a tool, as a help. Kristen, talk a little bit about the, the, help, the brain and how that yes. might respond Well, I'm just so excited to be doing this podcast because I've heard from so many parents that this is a challenging topic. Um, Mm. It's just hard to see our kids uncomfortable. And even though stress and anxiety are so different, they both make our kids uncomfortable. They're both harder. And so um, I'm just excited that we get to talk about this today. And at the lower school in the Early Learning Center, we we do talk about those God-given parts of our brain and the purposes for each. So your worry brain and your thinking brain. And just when your worry brain, when those alarms are going off, that you can tell, you can put your thinking brain in charge and tell your worry brain, you know, thank you for trying to keep me safe, but there's not danger here. Like right. I yeah. am okay. Yeah. I am safe. Yeah. Mommy is coming back at the end of the day to pick me up. Like this evidence that, you know, this anxiety um, does not need to be happening right now and that, you know, I'm going to put my thinking brain back in charge. Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen that described before, too, as um, who's driving the car. Yes. I mean, I know we went to a seminar where mm-hmm. where the gal had such a cool presentation. And so we're not going to give our, our stress or anxiety the driving seat. You yes. know, it may be in the car with us and we acknowledge it. Oh, hey, stress, there you are. Yes. <laughs> but, but but we are still in control, and we're going to talk more about that and how to to um, maintain control. Before we do that, though, we thought we would just kind of go around and 
talk about what what everybody's stressing about. What is making uh, our our kiddos anxious? Um, so with the upper school, I can tell you, you know, the session I just had before we started this podcast, it it's a few things, but a lot about school mm-hmm. because upper school is is harder. It's stepped up, so they um, they really you really begin to see them. Kids who have never stressed over school all of a sudden start to stress over school. And parents will call, oh, they've always done so well. But it's it's because now there's it's just a lot more demanding. There's a lot more critical thinking involved. Mm-hmm. It's stretching you. It's growing you in a good way. But um, definitely school, especially junior year. Yeah. Junior year is no – I mean, I can – the, the number of juniors who come through, and I can almost say what they're going to say before they t- open their mouth, and that is, I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the session I just had, we just talked about what are the things you can control, and we'll get more into this later. But um, overscheduling is a, mm-hmm. is a big stressor for them. Friends, yeah. anytime mm-hmm. friend group is disrupted, and, and that's probably pretty much across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes see stress from... From home situations, uh, yeah, that I mean that's definitely a factor. Mm-hmm. But um, primarily, I would say it's school and friends. What about you, Anna? At the middle school, just because of the nature of you know just their age and where they are developmentally, and this is the time when they are beginning to be more self-aware and make uh, comparisons in regards to their strengths and weaknesses with others. And so you begin to see more stress in relation to who they are Mm -hmm. and trying to understand who they are. Um, But even more than that, it is most of the time it is friends related. It is, you know, not feeling included, um, not feeling like they have that deep connection with a friendship. It's having their feelings hurt, not knowing how to navigate relationships and friendships. Um, there's a spike in seventh and eighth grade in anxiety um, and stress, and a lot of that I I, I feel is associated with phones oh, um, yeah. because yeah. that's when our kids get introduced to phones, and so then we have social media and the things that happen there, and not just to mention the phone on its own, even if we took social media out, yeah. the stress that the phone causes just from usage, you know, just the right. distraction and the constant ping and the ding and the likes and the dislikes and who said what and, you know, and so, and keeping me up late at night. And right, so right. Ta- the phone is a huge, you know, sure, uh, yeah. source of, of stress and anxiety for my kids in the middle school because they don't know how to have a healthy relationship with their phone. They don't know how to have a healthy relationship with their peers. And I do start to see some academic struggles um, in seventh and eighth grade, ma- mainly eighth grade. But if, if I had to put my finger on the pulse, I would say it's it's the phone usage and, and relationships. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's good and so true. Kristen, what Absolutely. about you? Because you see it too, even the little ones. Yes, I'd say our littlest, the most common would be just separation from adults um, and just working through that, whether it's a change in routine or whether it's, you know, something that a baby's struggling with daily, just um, being away from their, their trusted people. Um, and then I see a lot at the elementary level, um, just with friendships and, um, what people think about them. Um, stress would come from schedules and sports and outside of school activities. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So we now know, you know, we, 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 
laid out all the problems. There they are. Um, and we want to give you parents some positive tools so that um, you really feel you have control over this and you're helping your child in this area. So, Lana, um, I know you talk a lot with the kids about monitoring and managing and just the, the whole temperature thing. Yeah, because I think our, I think we really have to train our kids to be really um, good at knowing their own bodies. You know, uh, all of our bodies are different, and we work different and respond different. And I think, you know, the first rule of thumb is know who you are. And so, you know, teaching I, – I use a thermometer to kind of teach kids about um, – pick an emotion. And so like if we say we're going to pick the emotion of stress and anxiety right now, we said, okay, tell me about a time when you don't experience stress. What does your body feel like? And then they're usually going to say, oh, I'm just chill and I'm laying on the couch and I'm laughing and I'm giggling and I want to eat something. And okay, well, that's when you're at a zero. And then we talk about what are some things that, you know, stress you out just a little bit and, and cause you maybe to have an increase in heart rate. And they'll go, oh, well, uh, when my dad comes in and I haven't done my chore, I feel a little anxious. What's your body feel like then? Mm-hmm. Well, my heart rate picks up and I'm like, well, are you starting to sweat? Or, no, none of that. And so I walk them through how it feels as anxiety and stress increases in their body yeah. and help them to attach a number to that. That's good. I'm yeah. at a one, I'm at a three. So now I can even grab them in the hall and I have a look on their face and I'm like, hey, I, I feel like you're at a three. Where are you? Uh, no, Dr. Sneer, I'm at a seven. Yeah. Okay. So once they learn to monitor where they are, then we, we learn to help them to use tools to drop that down. I always equate it to like a illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to your mom and you say, I have a headache, and usually moms are really good, and the first thing we do is we touch you and say, do you have a temperature? <laughs> mm-hmm. If you don't have a temperature, we still may say, go lay in a dark room. Mm-hmm. So we give you a tool to bring that down. Yeah. And so, you know, then if we don't, it would continue to escalate. You know, it's like, well, I didn't do anything for you. Now you have 101. Exactly. And I still yeah. didn't do anything. Okay, now you have 103. Right. Um, so it's not only important that you know where you are, but that you begin to do something proactive to bring yourself back down to a place of, of zero. That's what happens a lot with kids if they, you know, they start at zero and then, you know, by middle of the day they're at a three mm-hmm. and they haven't done anything to regulate that. Yeah. Well, they go home and mom says, take out the trash and they just lose it. And I'm like, okay, well, you came home at a five right. and you didn't ever. So we need to teach our kids often, you know, just asking them during the day, where are you? What's your number? What number are you? I see you're at a two. I mm-hmm. see you're at a three. So they begin to learn, okay, well, when I'm at a three, what I should I do? Okay, I should probably go to my room and play with my Legos for a minute because that can that kind of calms me down. Yeah. And then I can come back. Okay, now I'm a now I'm a one. Yeah. Love so that's such a good practical way to to make that tangible. I love that. And and at home you can absolutely do that. Have that conversation, absolutely. put a number to it. Um, and I love that analogy because like if you don't treat a fever that's starting out, even at like 99.5, you, you know, that'd be like not giving any Tylenol yes. or Motrin. Well, mm-hmm. no wonder you're at 103 by the end of the day. You right, know, right. you haven't you haven't treated it along the way. And, and very seldom, if ever, do we really just go from zero to a panic attack. Right. It is a yep. buildup of anxiety over days and days. And yeah. so... That's it's great. unchecked, unmonitored yep. emotion. And Very so. awesome. And, and I, um, you know, I even have students, you talk about the scaling. So I even have students who have written out like one through 10 mm-hmm. and what they do when it's a one, what they do when it's a two, two, I turn on my music, three, I yeah. distract with this, four, I, you know, so, so that gives, that puts them in the driver's seat. Yes. Absolutely. You're naming yeah. and taming that emotion 
so that it is no longer controlling you. You are well, and in it's control. good language at home between parents and kids because a lot of times we just say, "What's wrong?" Yeah, you know, and oftentimes mm-hmm. it may not be with the right tone because we see that they're frustrated or upset, and we're like, "What is going on?" Right, and they're not ready to talk about it or tell us. And so if we can just say, "You know what? I can see you're at a three. Mm-hmm. How can I help you?" Right, um, you know, then that opens up conversation better. Oh, so good. Yeah. So so. I talk a lot with the kids about um, proactive and reactive uh, techniques. So, so really, it's interesting because the number of kids who come in and just start pouring their heart out, and maybe they're actually in the bathroom with a panic attack, can't breathe, and they're they're you know they find their way in here. Um, when we really start to break it down, it's like okay, well, what time did you go to bed last night? Mm-hmm. Oh, I studied for a test until two in the morning. All right, well, when was the last time you ate a meal? Well, yesterday at lunch, you know, I had a salad and and a candy bar or whatever. So so when you really start to just get to those Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're like, my gosh, no wonder you have no bandwidth. Right. Like, I would probably be having a panic attack, panic attack right now, too. So, so proactively, there are things we can do that will help our bodies stay regulated and be able to... Um, be able to withstand mm-hmm. what we have to face in a day. So that includes just, you know, it's such common sense stuff. But but especially for um, teens, the self-care is not always is real, not, and, and preteens as well. Like self-care is not at the top of their list. Mm-hmm. Texting their friends or, you know, listening to music all night is a higher priority. So we have to really watch that and help them learn good self-care, whether that's diet, um, exercise, time for reflection. These kids are so scheduled out. That's probably one of the biggest things I see at the upper school level. When we really write, because we'll write it on the whiteboard. Let's just list everything you are involved in. And when they see that up there, they're like, oh my gosh, like, I got to quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, quitting your job might not be an option, but, but, but usually they find one or two things, even if it's something small that they can scale back Mm. on. So over committing and we're just trying as parents, like, oh, I fall into that trap myself. Cause like, you know, we want to be high achieving. We, we want to teach our kids work ethic. We want their resumes to look awesome for colleges, but it comes at a price. Yeah, we have to teach them balance. We have to teach them balance. And I just heard a, um, a podcast that talked about slow is sacred. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that. I know, Kristen, you're reading that book. Yes, yeah. it's so good. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't it be wonderful if we could teach that to our kids yes. and ourselves? Lana touched on technology. Absolutely. This is this is the source of so much of it. Yeah. Studies show us that. We know it. A Surgeon General has issued a warning against social media. Yeah. I mean, we, we know that this is not good for their mental health. And then the reactive stuff is really just a lot of, of tools that they can learn through therapy or through us. Um, for managing. So it includes things like grounding, um, you know, five things you see, four things you hear, three things you touch, two things you smell, one thing you taste. Mm-hmm. Um, distractions. So sometimes that is, you know, I have kids who'll just come and they're just like, I just need to put my earbuds in and listen to a song, you know, mm-hmm. and it's five minutes and then they're back and, you know, we don't even have right. to talk, you right. know, they just know. Um, breathing, we underestimate breathing, but there's all kinds of breathing techniques. You can Google that. You can find breathing bubbles mm-hmm. that give them a pace. Um, 
And it really does, like you're saying, Lana, make your body, it, it makes your body regulate itself when you slow your breathing yeah, down. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's all kinds of, I mean, I know we say no to technology, but it's out there and there are all kinds of good apps too for like mood trackers and mm, that yes. teach, you know, yeah. good, solid, you know, I mean, you don't want to get, you've got to watch and be careful with some of the apps, but there are even some good uh, Christian apps that do a really good job of teaching kids how to track their mood and where they're at and, you know, how to, it'll tell them stop and breathe or go for a little walk. And so it's, right. it's you know, there's that to be used as well. Oh, for sure. And we can't, you know, we, we're not going to just say, technology is of the devil eliminated yeah. all because that's not realistic but I just did have a talk with in freshman forum and showed them on our phone you know our settings on our phone it's miraculous what all those phones will do they're tracking your screen time you can you can cut off certain apps at certain times like you can go in there as a parent actually and do all that even with your teen yeah. and um that's just good healthy yeah. stuff to mm-hmm. to um to sit down together and just say, I noticed that you've been stressed. Let's right. do this together. Right. Not like it's a punishment, but like, I want to help you help yourself. Mm-hmm. Kristen, what, what are some of the go-tos over there for the littles? They have a lot of vocabulary on coping skills and things like that. Um, we've done classroom lessons on like coping skills bingo and made it fun and yeah. just making sure they have some go-tos and that these are things we do on purpose to help ourselves feel good and to take good care of ourselves. So uh, parents, I just encourage you to ask like, what are their go-tos? What? And I feel like it's such an easy thing for us to, we model them anyways. So just making it a conversation, like, you know, I had a stressful day, so I'm sitting out in the backyard for a few minutes. Like I'm doing this on purpose to take care of me. I feel like it's just one of those areas that really leads itself to good modeling and good conversation. That's such a good point. I was actually going to bring that up. So, <laughs> so you know, we all know our kids pick up on our emotions. Mm-hmm. So really, as parents, you're the heartbeat of the home. So if we are stressed and not managing our stress well, then that's that's affecting their emotions. Absolutely, so, yeah. so we have to we have to um, to be sure we are practicing good self care. That we're not overextending ourselves, even with good things. Um, and, and just to be aware in our, in our, in our own lives so that our kids do see that. And I love how you say that, you know, for, to purposefully say it's been a hard day. I'm going to sit five minutes on this porch or yeah, to involve your kids in that process so they can begin to, to see it and do it for themselves. And, and make sure just know your kid and know what works for your kid. All of us experience emotion in different ways, too, you know, and and I always say, you know, I talk to the kids and they need to be very aware when you are you are you feeling this mostly in your muscles? Mm -hmm. Do you feel this mostly in your gut, like your stomach hurts and and you get a tummy ache and you get sick to your stomach? Do you feel this mostly in your head? I get a headache and my thoughts swirl because if we know that, then we know, okay, what's the best and most effective tool for you to use? Because you want going and doing some deep breathing may be great for some kids right but it may not be effective for for others and so you know I have a kids that they experience stress and anxiety very much in a um, a muscular sense they Mm -hmm. get tense and they get tight so I want to sit there and say you know what okay we're gonna do you know some grounding and they're just like they're a ball of wire and I'm like okay no you need to relax your muscles so we're going for a walk yeah you know so if we can help our kids to you know to kind of be self-aware again about 
what is going on in your body when you feel this way because that will help us put some coping mechanisms in there that address your body yes. and the way that you carry your emotions. And so it, it just, you, you gear it towards them naturally and then they, they'll have greater success with it. That makes sense. That's you know? good. Yeah, that's good. And again, it puts them in the driver's seat, and that's, which is what we're after. So I think it's important to say that um, while we've talked about stress and stress is natural and it's God-given and it can motivate us to, to take care of ourselves and do, do certain things, um, if anxiety reaches a level where it is changing your everyday life, mm-hmm. it is interfering with your child's everyday life, right? then it's time to address that maybe on a higher level. So maybe we go to a therapist, maybe Absolutely. we go get a consult from a, from a psychiatrist just to see, um, you know, what is it that my daughter or son is experiencing? And, and is there something I could be doing maybe beyond just her daily coping? Maybe we need talk therapy or medication, or maybe it's a natural medication or, you know, it, everybody has different beliefs on mm-hmm. what they feel best about for their family. But, but you can't um, ignore the fact that anxiety can progress to become yes. an actual disorder and um, that that surfaces in a lot of different ways, but it can really hold your child back. Yeah. And I think it back, goes back to what you and Kristen were both saying. You, when you talk about the worry brain and the thinking brain, it, but if the worry brain, the thinking brain feels like it can no longer control the worry brain, mm-hmm. or as you say, mm-hmm. it's the emotion is beginning to drive. I'm no longer in the driver's seat. And so now it's like, I can't go to school. Right. I can't get out of bed. Yep. Um, I can't go to that party. Right. I can't do any of my homework. Okay. If we are no longer able to do our day-to-day functioning, then it's time to step up. It's time to support. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, you know, I just don't want to end this podcast without saying, quite obviously, um, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. So when we have anxious feelings, and the Bible even addresses it, you know, that's anxious feelings that are unhealthy, beyond stress, that are spiraling, that I believe is of the enemy trying to... um, you know, take over our thoughts and make us, make us unproductive for the kingdom and keep us from being what God wants us to be. So, so really showing your child how to rely on the Lord, finding verses about uh, the peace that passes understanding, the the peace that, that God can give us and casting our cares on him and all of those verses that, um, we would actually, you know, maybe write those on a note card and put them Mm -hmm. on their mirror or just remind them of them constantly so that, our true source of peace ultimately um, is the Lord. Yeah. And that's the peace that, that we can, when we can walk through life and even times when we should be just losing our minds, we can hold it together mm-hmm. because we have that faith. So, all right, last question. And I'm just going to surprise y'all. With oh, this. Oh, <laughs> surprise. You haven't had your coffee. I have <laughs> question of the day. How do you, Kristen Gordon, de-stress. Ooh, that's so good. Um, sunshine. Sunshine is one of my like most immediate ones. Um, time journaling or in prayer. Yeah. Um, sometimes coloring. Oh, coloring is so relaxing. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. (laughs) Okay. Lana. Yeah. I, um, honestly, I, I'm a soaker. Like 
every day i that's my my refresh my renewal and i've done it forever and my whole family knows i'm going to do it I, I come in and i i soak in that bathtub yeah and it's just my it's my downtime i clear my thoughts i clear my head i often you know can read or whatever but it's just the total escape all by myself and yes. so that's a big one and if i can't i love to knit and crochet mm. and so because that's just clears my head too and so those kinds of things are definitely yeah, that's, my tools. that's awesome. You hit, you hit mine. So taking baths, I take a bath every day, even if I'm not dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I know it's bad, Jenna and Kristen, when my husband leaves the room and goes and starts the bath water. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it Oh, <laughs> I guess I need that. <laughs> yeah, mine will do the same thing. And it is, it is my time, you know, I just go in there and just pull the curtain and, um, and just, Put bubble bath or whatever but yeah even if I had a shower that morning I still do it because yeah. it just helps me a lot. well and I yeah. tell the kids for for me uh, you know oftentimes when they transition from from school or work to home mm-hmm. yes they need a transition activity yes Absolutely. and so that's yes. what you know that's what I use and so whether it's like you know you go in and you take your bath and so now it's into yeah. I'm into down mode yeah. or you go in and you know I have my snack at the bar and right. I listen to my music or right. I have my 30 minutes of tv watching but it's a transition activity mm-hmm. that puts us into that relaxed that's, mode. It's an excellent point. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then I like to, um, well, gosh, I haven't been able to do this lately, but go for walks, mm-hmm. you know, so my daughter's home from A&M and, and we go for walks in the evening. Um, and there's a, that, you know, that commons park, it's oh, the, yeah. I don't, it used to be called friendship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, finding a pocket of nature always relaxes me yes. it's so peaceful so we'll walk over to that park and I'll and we'll kind of walk around that little lake area and sometimes we'll just stop and I'll be like look at that Avery just take it in like you could take a picture of that it looks mm-hmm. like um, it's such a masterpiece you know just to see and it's so still and yes. and things in nature they don't have a worry in the world you right. know the little squirrel he has no worries <laughs> you know and here and here we just get so wrapped yeah. up in our stuff puts so it all in perspective it does it puts it, it in perspective so nature is a big one for me too but um but yes yeah, so we we hope you've enjoyed this podcast we know that stress and anxiety um are a big part of our lives and and we are certainly here to help you if your child is a big uh this is a big problem, you know, is a worrier or has anxious thoughts a lot, or mm-hmm. you just need some encouragement and help. We can talk specifically about your child. Please reach out to us. Um, we do, uh, we do, in addition to these podcasts, we do our parent education nights. So we would love to just put a plug out for those. And our next one is called screen sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the date at the moment, which is bad. I should know that date, but it's in November. It's, in November. it's early it's November. Sixth. sixth. Yeah, yes. that's it. And um, if you've not come to one of those nights, please do. We, we are actually going to sometimes bring in people like from all over the country. We, we, we are able to bring in parenting experts. We are going to be the experts on this Woo-hoo. one. <laughs> yeah. Stress. And, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Normal stress. Moving you to action to prepare for this pep talk. But, but um, we just really want to talk about screens. And, you know, we mentioned that today. And we want you to feel like you have control over that in your home and that you're just really well aware of, of, um, Every, anything and everything concerning your child and screen time and what to do, what not to do. So we have a good yes. conversation on that at our next pep talk. And we um, hope you join us. And we thank you for joining us today. This has been Harper Ann from second grade. Thank you for listening to Power Tools for Parents. We are so glad 
you joined us today, spread the word and be sure to subscribe for more parenting tips to help you along this journey.